Hi, I'm Chab Hunter, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thanks for stopping by for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 378 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. And this week is the start of season nine of On Screen and Beyond. Nine years we've been doing this. And like I said, it's episode 378, and we're going to just keep on going. And our guest this week is Tab Hunter. He will be joining us here. Tab was in all kinds of movies like Damn Yankees. He also had a number one Billboard song back in the 50s, Young Love, and a whole bunch of other hit songs. And there's a new documentary coming out called Tab Hunter Confidential comes out in October, but it's going to be showing at the California Independent Film Festival September 10th through the 16th in Orinda and Moraga, California, just outside San Francisco. If you're in that area, be sure to check out the California Independent Film Festival. You can catch Tab Hunter Confidential. It's going to be showing there as the opening film, and Tab is going to be there, and he's going to have a Q&A, so you'll get a chance to meet him, and it's going to be a lot of fun, so be sure to check that out. Tab's coming up in a few minutes, so stick around for that right here on On Screen and Beyond. And so much is going on here. Season 9 has begun, and we've got all kinds of contests going on for you. If you would like to win a copy of The Age of Adeline with Blake Lively and Harrison Ford, we've got three of them that we're giving away and it ends on September 8th at noon Eastern time, okay? So you have time to enter that contest. All you got to do is send us an email at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and you can turn around and be entered into drawing for one of the copies. Simple as that. That's all you got to do. Or, if you want, I'm going to be posting it up on Facebook again, and when it's up there, if you like it, just go ahead and like it, you could also be in the drawing, so you don't even have to send us the email. So you can do it that way, too. And, like I said, that one ends on September 8th. So that's coming right up, so you don't have much time on that one. But if you miss that one, or if you want to do that one and another one, on September 15th, we are going to be giving away, at noon Eastern time, a copy. We have three copies of Love and Mercy. It's with John Cusack and Paul Dano, and it's a story of Beach Boy Brian Wilson. So that's a good one, too. So if you want to check that one out and get a chance to win it, all you got to do is send us an email at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we will have a drawing on September 15th. And it, uh, all entries have to be in, like I said, by noontime uh, on the September 15th date. So and that's Eastern time. So go ahead and get that out there. And if you want, also, we'll be posting the possibility of you entering the contest on our Facebook page. All you got to do is like it, and you'll be entered. So there's a lot of ways to enter, and uh, it's easy to win. So uh, just go ahead and do that, and you might win yourself a nice copy of uh, either The Age of Adeline 
or Love and Mercy. Depends how quick you are. Well, it's the first show of Season 9 of On Screen to Be On, like I said. And we got to get things going because we got Tab Hunter coming your way. So let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. It looks like the video game and animated series Mega Man is about to be remade into a big screen movie. And Disney's Jungle Cruise, of course, everybody knows that from Disney World, Disneyland. It's back on track now, and it looks like it's going to become a movie. And The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, will be the star of that one. Seems like he does a lot of that stuff now. In the 80s, Chevy Chase movie, Oh Heavenly Dog, is being remade. Why? Who knows? And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen to Be On, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, it looks like Kate Blanchett has been tapped to play Lucille Ball in an upcoming biopic about the famous comedian. And Why Him is a comedy starring Brian Cranston as a dad of a college girl who has James Franco playing her boyfriend. And he's not happy. Anne Hathaway will star in The Shower, and that's a sci-fi comedy filled with aliens. And that's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. Let's take a peek at what's coming away as far as sequels down at Sequel City right here on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Sequel City, it looks like Goosebumps, comes out on October 16th, and they are already working on a possible sequel with Goosebumps 2. Maze Runners 3 has already been put into the works, and uh, of course we haven't even seen Maze Runner The Scorch Trials, but that's going to be coming our way shortly. And Prometheus 2 is slated to start filming on January of 2016. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, October 6th, it looks like uh, Mission Impossible, the original TV series, will arrive from CBS Home Entertainment. Of course, with all these movies that Tom Cruise has been making with Mission Impossible, you can go back and find out what the original series was like that started it all. And also on October 6th, Penny Dreadful Season 2 will hit stores. And October 20th, Mr. Warmth himself, Don Rickles, comes to stores on DVD in Mr. Warmth, Don Rickles, The Ultimate TV Collection. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Movies on DVD. Movies on DVD, Ian McKellar will be starring in Mr. Holmes on Blu-ray, DVD, and On Demand on November 10th. It will also be coming our way on Digital HD on October 27th. And Terminator Genesis with Arnold Schwarzenegger will storm its way into stores on Blu-ray and DVD on November 10th also. 
And Disney's Inside Out arrives on November 3rd. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time. Well, at the Warner Brothers Studio Tours in Hollywood. If you're going to be out there for a very limited time, they have the new Batmobile on display as part of the tour. Now, this is the Batmobile from the upcoming Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice movie. So you can get a sneak peek at it live and in person if you're going to the Warner Brothers Studio Tours in Hollywood. And the SpongeBob musical is heading to Broadway. And now get this. Original songs for the show will be written by Steven Tyler and Joe Perry of Aerosmith, John Legend, Cindy Lauper, David Bowie, and Lady Antebellum. Sounds like a, a hit going on right there. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen to Be On, Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get it to me, eh? And you moan and groan and woe. Don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> Celebrity birthdays on September 6th. It's Rosie Perez turning 51. And past guests here at On Screen and Beyond, Joanne Worley will be turning 78. And on September 7th, Gloria Gaynor turns 66. September 8th, Pink turns 36. Heather Thomas turns 58. And on September 9th, Adam Sandler turns 49. And Angela Cartwright turned 63. She was a past guest here at On Screen to Beyond. Go back and listen to her interview in our rerun section. And September 10th, Colin Firth. He's going to be 55. And September 11th, Harry Connick Jr. turns 48. And on September 12th, it's Jennifer Hudson turning 34. And Linda Gray of Dallas, past guest here at On Screen to Beyond, turning 75. And that's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays... We didn't have any sent in, but if you would like to celebrate with all of us here at On Screen and Beyond who listen all over the world, your birthday, a friend's birthday, or a relative's birthday, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we will wish them a very happy birthday, and so will everybody else who listens to the show. We'd appreciate that. And that's it for Celebrity Birthdays. Coming up next on On Screen to Be On, Tab Hunter is going to be joining us. He was in Damn Yankees. He was in Greece too. He was also a holder of a number one song on the Billboard charts back in 1957 called Young Love. And he also had other hits like Red Sails in the Sunset, 99 Ways, and Don't Get Around Much Anymore. All sorts of hits for him. And he is going to be at the California Independent Film Festival on September 10th to the 16th. Actually, he'll be there for the opening film, which is going to be a documentary on him called Tab Hunter Confidential. Hope you're going to be there because he's going to be there talking about this uh, movie and everything else, his life. And we're going to talk to him about it right now. Tab Hunter is next right here on On Screen and Beyond.
Joining me today on On Screen and Beyond is an actor and singer who topped the charts with his hit Young Love in 1957 and starred in many movies including Damn Yankees, Battle Cry, Polyester, and Grease 2. A new documentary highlights his life called Tab Hunter Confidential, and it will be showing at the California Independent Film Festival September 10th through the 16th, and he will also be at the festival. It's Tab Hunter. Tab, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Tab, it is an honor to talk to you. Uh, you, have, you have done so much. I mean, music and acting and everything. Did you know your career was going to head in so many different directions when you started? Well, no, actually, I sort of fell into the business, and then all of a sudden, after I was in it for a while, I thought, you know, I better learn what this is all about, <laughs> you know, because it's not an easy job. And uh, then it, I just was very fortunate. I thank God every day. I mean, it was really quite interesting, hmm. quite wonderful. Yeah. Having worked with such incredible people, my gosh, like, you know, Gary Cooper, Fred Astaire, Debbie Reynolds, Sophia Loren, I mean, Geraldine Page. You can just go on wow. and on. I've been very fortunate. That's incredible. So, so what did you, what did you originally want to be? Did you want to be an actor, or or how did you fall into it? You said. Well, you know, I was a stable boy when I was discovered out of the stable. But I was about thirteen years old, and there was an actor that came out there to do photo layouts with an actress by the name of Van Blythe, and he later became my agent and one of my fa- part of my family. He turned out to be one of the best agents in Hollywood, and his name was Dick Clayton. And he was agent for Jimmy Dean, Jane Fonda, Burt Reynolds, Angie Dickinson. You could wow. just go on and on and on. He was without a doubt one of the best agents in Hollywood ever. And he was the one who really got me started. Hmm. So somebody just walked in, saw you in the stables, and said, you should be an no, actor? No, you know, because you know, we were talking. Well, I'd see him every weekend. You know, he was out there, right? He loved horses like I do. Anyway, uh, I've always been a movie nut. I fell in love with them. I was a jet. Loved to be in the movies, but who'd ever thought that you know something like that would have happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luck has played such an important part in everything you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, another thing is um, you went and had a number one song. I mean, <laughs> Young Love was that a direction that you were planning on doing, or did they push well, you that no, way? No, you know, I'd thought about recording, but I never had. And Natalie Wood and I were doing a promotion for a film in Chicago, a film we did called The Burning Hills. And uh, while I was there, uh, there was a big disc jockey, and uh, he used to break records open wide. And he said, I was singing one day on his boat out in the lake, and he said, did you ever think of recording? And I said, no, but I'd like to. I used to sing in the shower, and I used to sing in church choir. So he said, well, let me introduce you to Randy Wood at Dodd Records. So I met with Randy, and Randy said, I'll call you if I ever hear something you might want to record. You know, I might want you to record. So Mm -hmm. uh, he called me when he heard Young Love. We recorded it on a Friday. I heard it Monday morning while I was driving my car down Sunset Boulevard on the car radio. It almost hit a palm tree. I couldn't (laughs) believe it. And uh, bingo, it went to number one in the country and knocked Elvis out of the number one slot. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I was really shocked. But, of course, I was thrilled because I always I always liked music, you know, very, very mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Now, I was, before doing the interview, of course, I, I do some research, and I was looking on YouTube, and I happened to come across a, um, a, a clip of you singing Young Love, and I think, I'm not positive now, If it, I think it was the, the Perry Como show, but I'm not positive. Well, the, the one I did in the Perry Como show was, 
the record was taking off like a rocket. And Perry asked me to do the show, and I'd never sung in live before, and I was scared to death. <laughs> and I and I guess that must have been the one. And when we when I finally finished the song, I sort of let out a sigh of, oh my god, yes. thank God that's over. <laughs> and Perry walked over. He said, "No, that, that wasn't so bad, was it?" I mean, he was the coolest person you could ever imagine. Wow. Yeah, because when I saw he that, was amazing. When I watched that, you were genuine, genuinely. Um, just, it, I mean, it, it was like you weren't some big rock star, uh, you know, who had this, this attitude. You were, you were really shy. It seemed like, Oh, I was scared to death, but also, you know, being in the picture business, I would, when I first started out, I was, I used to be scared of my, you know, I would just say, you know, somebody said hello to me. I was afraid to answer them. You know, mm-hmm. I was very, very shy as a kid. And then little by little, you know, particularly in the movie business, you learn to get, get you know, throw all that aside. Right. And yeah. learn to, you know, develop as a as an actor and hopefully as a human being. Yeah. Now, if you hadn't become an actor and a singer and everything, what do you think you would have done? Well, I'm sure I would have been a horse trainer. Really? I yeah. spent all my time with horses. I used to be a judge with the American Horse Show Association. I used to compete for years and years. I did all those things. Hmm. Now, what were, you, what were you competing doing? With show jumping. Oh, show jumping, okay. Yeah, hunters and jumpers. I did that for years and years. And to this day, I'm still involved with it. I used to give riding clinics all over the world, and um, I, you know, judged and competed. Hmm. So you still ride now? And I still have horses, you know. I have a mare that just had a foal last April, so I'm a father now. Isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> so, So you actually... You, you don't just own horses. You actually get out there and do the work and, and take care of them and everything? Well, no, I actually don't anymore. I gave that up last year. You know, I'm 84 now. Well, yeah. That's yeah. a lot of work, a lot of strain. <laughs> yeah. But I gave up jumping horses and doing all that. But I do train a couple of people. I have a gal friend of mine who's very good, and I work with her with her horses. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, the, the name Tab Hunter, I mean, obviously all kinds of actors change their names and everything. Yeah, well, uh, that was a Hollywood name. Yeah. How did they come up with that one? Do you know? Well, uh, Dick Clayton took me and introduced me to my first agent. He wasn't an agent in those days. And the agent said, we've got to tab you something. And I showed horses. I showed hunters and jumpers. So it became tab hunter as opposed to tab jumper. (laughs) Yeah, it it always interests me to find out how people come up with the names they get. You know, did they decide it or did someone, you know, just at the studio point at you? People got their names. But, you know, nowadays you can have any name and you can use it, you know. Right. But in those days, people were changing their names all the time. Mm-hmm. Piper Laurie was Rosetta Jacobs, and you know uh, Tony uh, Tony Curtis was uh, Bernie Schwartz. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, so they changed people's names all the time. My name was Art Galeen. I grew up as Art Galeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and usually they change it to be uh, easier, I guess, or or more recognizable to yeah, to, to people. And, so, you, know. you know, but uh, it's just interesting because I mean. Sometimes they come up with names. Nowadays, they seem to change. It, it was usually, it seemed like it used to be they changed it so it was easier for people to pronounce and, and know. Nowadays, sometimes when they change it, it's, it's a name that <laughs> you can't even pronounce. You know? <laughs> well, usually it seems like they just use their own names. I mean, nowadays, true, you know, John true. Malkovich. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the old days, it would have changed that, I'm sure. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Huh. Now, this movie that's that's coming out the documentary 
uh, Tab Hunter mm-hmm. Con- Confidential. Now, this is based on the book that you wrote. Is that correct? Yeah, it's based on the book that uh, I wrote with my co-writer, uh, Eddie Muller. How deep into your life does it get? Does it start from when you were a little kid and growing up, or does it start later on after oh, you became... Absolutely. The, 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 the documentary starts at a different time, because we only took from the documentary, but there's only so much you can do right. in 93 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know... Yeah, yeah. Now, were you you happy with the results of the uh, the documentary? Well, I think it's been overwhelming the response to it. I'm amazed. I mean, the response has been just phenomenal. So I thank God for that. I really have because I was quite concerned. You know, I did the I did the book, and then uh, and I had to do the book because Ellen said, you know, I think I hear someone's going to be doing a book on you, and I think you should do one. At first, I thought, oh God, I don't want to do a book. <laughs> And then I thought, you know, get it from the horse's mouth and not from some horse's ass after I'm dead and gone. <laughs> who's going to put a spin on my life? You know, people always do that. You never get, right. the, you never get the true story. Right. So I figured, look, this is the story. This was the journey I was on. And either you accept it or you don't. If you don't, that's not my problem. That's yours. But that was the trip. Every one of us are here to grow and for this journey to grow mentally, physically, and number one, spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I think that's major. Yeah. As far as the movie, it's mostly been at film festivals so far, right? But it is coming out in theaters? Yes, I'm very excited about that. It comes out in theaters October, correct? Back on the East Coast, we're going to be in New York, Philadelphia, uh out in Connecticut, Long Island, Washington, D.C. Then on the West Coast, we're going to work right up from San Diego, right up to Vancouver. Hmm. So now... I think they've got it so far. They've got about 30 or 40 theaters booked. Wow, yeah. Now I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Now, you've been out of the spotlight for quite a while, um, but how does it feel to be, you know, back in the spotlight again? Well, you know, it's... It's part of the journey. It's part of the job. It's, uh, you know, I mean, uh, when you do a movie, your job is to to get out and promote it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think your job is over the day they finish, uh, you know, principal photography. I think your job is to follow it through, and particularly if you believe in it. And I really believe in it. I think it's a, I think it's an important, uh, interesting journey. And uh, you know, if someone can, you know, get something from it, fine. And uh, I, I, I just, uh, I'm pleased to be a part of it. I really am. Yeah. Now, as far as acting, who are the people who inspired you when you were growing up to be an actor? Well, I used to love all those escapism films. You know, I mean, all of the, you know, those things, all the Tyrone Power, Lana Turner, you know, all those great things. I just loved all those movies. And uh, then um, they were the ones that sort of uh, meant a great deal to me. But then I was thrown into the industry, and I, you know, thought, oh, my gosh, where do I serve my apprenticeship? I've got to learn. I've got to learn this craft. It's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> now, were you in awe when you started all of a sudden working with some of these people who, you know, you've been watching probably <laughs> on screen all your life, you know? <laughs> Without a doubt. I mean, you know, working with people like Gary Cooper mm. or Fred Astaire, you know. You know, I made the biggest faux pas in the world with Lana Turner. We were doing a film. I was doing The Sea Chase with John Wayne and Lana Turner. And I was in Hawaii, and Lana came out to the set one day, and a friend of mine said to Lana, Oh, Lana, this is Tab Hunter. He's been dying to meet you, all, as you can tell by his behavior, all day. 
And I looked at her, and I just didn't know what to say. And I said, you know, I, I've been a fan of yours since I was a kid. And then I realized, oh, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the right thing to say, right? <laughs> well, just, you know, put your foot in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, looking back at all the films that you've done, are there any particular ones that you're most proud of? There are a few that I like very, very much. I think Damn Yankees is one because it was my first musical, and I worked with a complete Broadway cast that was terrific, including Bobby Fosse, who was the the uh, you know who did all the dances and all that. So I was pleased for that, pleased about doing that since I was the only outsider. Then, of course, there was a Western I did with Van Heflin called Gunman's Walk. I think that's a really good film. And uh, I was pleased about that. And that kind of woman with Sophia Loren I liked very much. But I do believe some of my best work, without a doubt, was in the days of live television. Mm -hmm. When they used to have those live shows. And I did a number of Playhouse 90s, the first one included. And... uh, I think working with Geraldine Page on Portrait of a Murderer was one of the fine, fine experiences. And you worked with some of the top directors in the industry, people like John Frankenheimer and Sidney Lumet, Arthur Penn. I mean, they were masters. They were great. And they all came out of live TV in the theater. Hmm. Now, looking back, are there any movies that you now you say to yourself, oh, why, oh, why did I ever do that? <laughs> No, it's called survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's why you do them. You know, everyone always says, oh, why? You know, the actor gets the blame. Right. You know, it's really a material, material, material. But they, you, I say, well, why did I do that? Yes, but, uh, it, you know, you have to eat. You have to pay your bills. Right. Yeah. And uh, people always think, gee, you can just sit in a position and, and pick and choose, but it's not like that. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a lot of actors on, and, and there's some that don't, do a lot of work, but they do a lot of big work. And then there's other actors who do huge movies, and they also do, you know, the, the, the I don't know if you want to call them B movies, C movies, as Z movies or whatever. But, yeah, you well, know, I've done my share of those. Right, yeah. And, and they're, people don't realize acting is a job, and you Absolutely. have to eat. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, either do it to the best of your ability or get the heck on out and leave it for someone else. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, your job is to just you know, come through as best you possibly can in that role. Yeah, yeah. Now, one thing that you did, you, you had your own TV show for a year, but uh, that, I mean, 32 episodes, actually, that's, that's nowadays, that's like three seasons. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, unfortunately, we had a terrible slot. Yeah. We were on opposite uh, the Ed Sullivan show. Mm-hmm. The, half hour, the last half hour of the Ed Sullivan show. Well, that was a Sunday night institution, for gosh sake. Right, yeah. Uh, and our show was not a good show. It started out, the, the original idea was very good. Stanley Shapiro was one of the creators of it, and he was superb, and we lost him right at the start, unfortunately, and it was downhill from there. Uh, but we did have some great guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and when you hear you're up against the Ed Sullivan, uh, the Ed Sullivan show, <laughs> you you must say, ah, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, that's like well, the kiss of a, death. That was a Sunday night institution, for right? Sake. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's you know, it's it's that's probably the worst thing an actor can find out that that they're going up against the you know probably the biggest show on any given night. I mean. You know, the interesting thing is live TV was quite exciting. In those days, not only did you have the variety shows, you had all those wonderful dramas. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have any of that anymore. Now we have, the, you know, I turn on my TV set and I just click, 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 click. There's nothing very exciting. I will watch a, 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 a drama, you know, one of the English shows on Sunday night or something like that. But there are very few shows I really enjoy watching because they're also nonsensical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, my mother used to say it. She was a very strong German uh, who had very high standards, or you know, and she kept saying, "Please elevate your thinking." You know, when we were kids, I remember her saying that all the time. Yeah, jeez. And now, besides having your own show, a lot of people may not realize that you you did a lot of big shows at that time, like Burke's Law and. Uh, uh, let's see, what else did you do? Um, uh, the Owen I did Marshall. I guest shots, but I never cared much for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I became one of the pioneers of dinner theater, went out in the theater and toured all over America at the time because, you know, I mean, you just don't want to go on uh, some show like The Love Boat and say, you know, gosh, can I have a big surfboard tonight? Right. When you're so long in the tooth, you're not really right for the role. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I, the good TV shows weren't on then. Very few of them. Yeah. Very few. Yeah. Now, so you said you did a lot of uh, theater work. Um, did, a lot. Did, did you enjoy that? Oh, God, yes. Oh, that, oh, yes, absolutely. I think the most difficult, however, was live TV. Mm-hmm. Because if you're doing a play you can, and you feel you, it hasn't really, you know, you've not hit what you wanted it to hit that night, you can say, well, thank God there's tomorrow night. Yeah. Or if you're doing a movie, you can stop and you can say, please, let's retake that, can we please? But uh, live TV, those two little red dots go on, and you better be on your game. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, mean, I mean, not being an actor, that would drive me crazy. I mean, I, you know. <laughs> it's, I, I, it's scary as hell. I'll it must you. be. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Now, who was probably one of the, the best directors that you felt you worked with? I have a few of them that really were terrific, and they all came out of live TV. Mm-hmm. Sidney Lumet, without a doubt. John Frankenheimer. Arthur Penn. Those are three right from the start that were really magnificent directors. They came out of theater and live TV, and they knew exactly what they wanted, and they weren't going to have some editor in Hollywood or some executive in Hollywood uh, you know, d- you know, dissipate what they wanted to do as a film. They were very, very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, now you've done a lot of interesting things. One of the ones, I know, is, of course, you did Grease 2. Uh, that was, uh, yeah. 
you know, I mean, it, it, to be honest, it wasn't Greece. It was Greece too. <laughs> oh, it was, it was a terrible film. Yeah, it, you know, the best it, thing about the picture was Michelle Pfeiffer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt, she was just, you know, she was eye candy. She was incredible. Michelle Pfeiffer, and then of course people like you know Lorna Luft, you know Judy Garland's daughter. And, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a one. It was a wonderful cast working yes. with Connie Stevens, who I think is just perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or uh, oh gosh, there were so many good people in that film, but the the script was not good. Yeah, the, the so writing wasn't, wasn't quite. It wasn't what it should have been. Yeah, yeah, and you 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 did some work for John Waters too. Yeah, I was doing a play, and John called me in Indianapolis and said, uh, I don't know if you know me, but my name is John Waters. And I said, no, you, I'm a major fan of yours. <laughs> and he said, well, I've got a script I'd like you to take a look at. And I said, sure, sounds fine. Send it to me, I'll do it. I have 10 days off before I have to go do another play. And he said, there's only one problem. He said, uh, I, my films are with Divine. How do you, do you, uh, do you know Divine? I said, Gosh, yes, I loved him in Mundo Trasho. <laughs> he said, "He said, well, how would you feel about kissing a 350-pound transvestite? <laughs> I said, well, John, I'm sure I've kissed a hell of a lot worse. Send me the script. <laughs> so he sent me the script, and I had such fun reading it and even more fun working for uh, John and with Divine. It was, it was a, one of the fun experiences of my life. Yeah, and that's become a cult classic, really. Yeah, it really did. It really surprised. And a lot of people who never knew what a tab hunter was all of a sudden said, oh, yeah, and it sort of introduced me to a whole new audience. Jeez. It, it's funny how your life changes in, in, in the different things that you do, uh, depending on what film or any film can just change your ca- career all of a sudden. It changes if you go to the corner and turn right instead of left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So, uh, Tab, I'd like to end with a couple of questions before we leave. Sure, you bet. Um, taking us away from your your book, your movies, your singing, and everything else you've done, when you just sit back and relax, and you sort of touched on it there a, a, a few minutes ago about TV, um, what are your favorite TV shows of the past, and what are your favorite TV shows now? And also, what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Well, there aren't many movies that I really like now. I am an Academy member, and I do vote, and I try to see as many of the better ones that I possibly can before I vote. Uh, but I like the smaller independent films. I always have. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as television, I watch the English shows and I watch the news. I watch Bill O'Reilly because I'm a big fan of his. And I watch some of the news, uh, you know, switch channels a lot, go to CNN and go back to Fox. And uh, But there's, uh, I like to watch, the, you know, a cooking show every now and then because I like to cook. Mm-hmm. And uh, my spare time is spent out with my horses. I'm at the barn Every day. Today I didn't go because I'm going to be going tomorrow, and I didn't sleep well last night, so I'm going to go out. To, you know, I didn't go today. Mm-hmm. But I have a <clears throat> my mare had a foal in April, a lovely foal that'll be four months old in October, and um, I call her Skylark. I'm in love with her and with my mare. Hmm. So I'm at the barn every day shoveling the real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you feel like you're back in Hollywood, right? <laughs> well, actually, it's the stuff I used to run off to when I was in Hollywood. My free time was always spent at the barn because I was happiest out there. Yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like you're keeping busy and you're doing well. 
Well, I thank God every day. It's very important. Well, Tab, I want to thank you so much for taking the time, and I want to make sure everybody goes out and see the Tab uh, Tab Hunter Confidential. And if they're at the California Independent Film Festival on September 10th to 16th, you're going to be there, and also the film will be showing. And uh, I'm presuming that you'll probably be having a QA and a there also, right? We probably will at the end of the uh, documentary. I'm sure we will. I'm pleased that it's, that it's gotten the reception that it has. I'm glad that it's showing up there. I'm looking forward to the trip up there. And uh, it's just been a wonderful journey. It really has. Uh, you know, hopefully I've learned, if anything, what not to do again next time <laughs> or what to do next time. Yeah. That depends on the direction you're going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Tab, it's an honor to talk to you, and I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And a great big thank you going out to Tab Hunter for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond for our first show of Season 9. And we've got so many more coming your way between now and Season 10. And like I said, this is Episode 378. So we're coming up uh, slowly on our 400th episode. So... Hope you're going to be sticking around, telling your friends all about On Screen and Beyond all over the world. And uh, we appreciate it. Uh, Love hearing from you. You can communicate with me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And also, if you would like to win, we we are giving away all kinds of DVDs. We have been for the last month or so or two months, whatever. And uh, we've got a contest, uh, two contests actually going on right now, like I said earlier. And uh, the first one for The Age of Adeline with Blake Lively and Harrison Ford, which comes your way on September 8th. That's when our contest will be ending at noon Eastern time. Just send us a email at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Tell us that you want to enter the contest. Uh, we will inform all the winners and let them know, and then we'll get your mailing address at that time. The studio is going to be sending these to you directly, so... Uh, We'll uh, have those be going out as soon as they, as soon as I get all the information. I'll send it to them. They'll send them out to you. So that one for Age of Adeline is September 8th. And on September 15th at noon Eastern time, you have to have your entry in for Love and Mercy with John Cusack and Paul Dano. And that's the story of Beach Boy singer Brian Wilson. Good film. So you want to check those out, and you can get a chance to win them. We have three copies of each to give away, so go ahead, send it in. Or, for any of those, if you go to our Facebook page, you can also just, uh, I'm going to post it up there, saying that the contest is going on. If you just like it, you'll be entered. We'll inform you if you win. That's it. And like I said, we have three copies of each, so be sure to enter, but enter quickly. All right? So, that's it. We'll have more contests hopefully coming your way in the future. And uh, that's a wrap for this week. So, until next week when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.